Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney with Mr. Will. What's up? And Mr. Cole. Hello, Cole. When are you gonna uh, like take over the intro again? Oh man, it's funny that like I had not even thought about that, but I got to do it when you least expect it. So, um, well, I just maybe look, not. I just yeah. heard the episode again where you uh, did the takeover, and the I'm very like, first takeover, the very, the, the very first takeover. I, I think I told Will about that, and I'm like, don't tell Rodney. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. Were, were we in the same room at that time? No. I think we were. Yeah, I think we were. We were all at your yeah, place. I think, uh, yeah, because we I remember was, the look on your face, Rodney. You were broken. <laughs> <laughs> we were so confused. You're just like, is this is this happening? Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about uh, Paper Mario. I've been playing that for a couple days, and Ghost Tsushima. Will's been playing that for a couple days. That uh, I have. Uh, we'll finish up the podcast talking about uh, the Xbox, uh, av- an Xbox thing, and a couple of other things going to be coming up. Right now, right now, right now. Alright guys, welcome to the show. So, uh, let's start by talking about uh, something negative. Um, Which is how I like to start all my shows. But, uh, so, Hyperscape uh, was that went into open beta, I think we talked about in the end of the last podcast. I uh, went into open beta, so uh, Thursday night, I think it was, I got my game night, so for, uh, I got permission from the wife. I gotta get permission to play fucking games, like I'm fucking 12. <laughs> but, uh, you have to be in bed by 9 o'clock, Rodney. Oh, yeah. Don't get, yeah, anyways, um, so <laughs> I, I texted Cole, I said, hey, d- download this game, we'll play it together and, and talk about it on the podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Well, Cole downloaded the game, and the he, he couldn't play. Like it wouldn't let, it wouldn't open for him. Like it's I downloaded the game like six times. It, yeah. I was missing some files, and then like I went to the links and I found the files and I I put the files in and like it just no matter what I did the game would not play. I was excited to play it. I wanted to play it, and uh, it wouldn't work. Well. I mean, you didn't miss much because I played uh, some solo games. Actually, did I play? Yeah, I only played solo. And the one good thing I'll say about this game is it definitely forces you not to be a camper. So they've kind of found a workaround with that. However, um, the movement 
for your character is totally fucking dumb. Like, it's way too- your movement is too fast. Like, you can slide on your knees for, like, half the fucking map, I swear to god. And, like, think- think about Apex. When you slide on your knees on Apex, like, it's more- it, it's faster than that, and it's farther than that. So, like, you're moving around like crazy. And it's too frequent. Like, you can slide, and then as soon as you start losing speed, you can jump up, start running, and start sliding again. Like, you, you're, the movement is just insane. Like, it, that's kind of what ruined the game for me, was the movement. Uh, because on top of that, everybody just fucking soaks damage so hard. Like, you, like, ugh. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, because you were looking up the, the damage that you do, and if you get a headshot, so everybody has, what, 125 health? Yeah. And then every headshot does 75 damage, so a headshot with the sniper rifle takes away half your health. Yeah, pretty much. That's so kind of stupid. You need two sniper headshots in a fast-paced game. Yeah. And every other weapon does, like, no fucking damage. Like, the minigun does three damage per hit, but it has such a slow fire rate. It's like... Yeah, and they're moving so fucking fast that you don't even hit them any like it's just like why would they make the movement speed so fast and so frequent I don't know it just made zero sense to me and that really fucking disappointed me and I, I know like a lot like people are into that game style like the super fast pace high energy it's totally fine but like for me I hate bullet sponge games yeah like I even when I play Call of Duty I play on hardcore and even on um, uh, Warzone it's kind of like I'm still a little bit, I can always hit first. You know, I got the quick reflex to hit first and like keep on it, but I always find like, if there's too much health, you like, just pump it into him, pump it into him, pump it into him, and nothing ever happens. So that always drives me crazy, which Hyperscape kind of does. Yeah, I mean, you never played, <laughs> unfortunately. No, I but... mean, I, I we, we watched a ton of stuff on it. I mean, we talked about it quite a bit, and I, I was like researching it too because I wanted, to, I wanted to get into it and play, and it just seems like a very fast paced, bullet spongy kind of game yeah and um so in warzone like whenever wherever you drop in there's always chests tucked away somewhere like no matter where you land um like if it's on the roof of a building or whatever there's like chests tucked away everywhere with hyperscape like all sorry i'm putting my my controller away that's why I'm, you hear the zipping i'm not like unzipping my jacket like getting ready for a fucking hard day <laughs> work here your on the pants, podcast yeah <laughs> hold the member uh anyways so the uh uh, yeah, the chests are all, like, basically ground level, all inside buildings. Like, I landed on fucking a thousand rooftops, or not not landed, but, like, I went up onto, like, a thousand different rooftop rooftops, it seemed like, and none of them had chests. So and you were like, looking for chests up there to try to find something and yeah, nothing? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I wanted to drop somewhere, find a weapon, get set up, and then go in and try to fight some people. Um, What's yeah. your starting weapon? You just have a melee, like, like stick. You just beat people with a fucking stick. Yeah. You were saying there was only one type of ammo, though, right? Yeah, so you just have to find an ammo box. And, like, if you're running low on ammo, there will be, like, an ammo box out of a crate or maybe sometimes just hanging out in the world. And you just have to interact with it, and then it'll, it'll restock your ammo. Because that was kind of an interesting thing. When I was watching some of the trailers, you, like, throw away your gun and keep the ammo clip, and then you would, like... Like with the pistol, you'd be finishing the pistol. You take the ammo clip out, throw away the pistol, and yeah. then pull out another pistol and put the same ammo clip in. I thought that was kind of a funny way to do it. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I didn't play long enough to figure out that kind of stuff, but I got into five five different gunfights and I died every time. One guy, I I fucking shot him so many times, and I'm like, why are you not fucking dead? Like, you should be dead three <laughs> times over. And he just wouldn't die, and then I got third partied and died. And I'm like, hey, fuck this game. This game's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the first death I had, um, I hit him with like a shotgun type gun or something and I did like 70 damage I'm like and I was pretty close to him I'm like okay I did 70 damage and then he just destroyed me with some like submachine gun or something but oh you were saying with the weapons um you pick up the lowest tier one so you always pick up the lowest tier one and then yeah. if you pick up another one of the same weapon it upgrades yeah that weapon which I think is interesting because if you drop in with like say you spent like a couple hours playing this and you all drop in with people in the same area, it's not like you're going to get a legendary gun and somebody else is going to get the pea shooter and just going to yeah. kill them right away. Like, it kind of evens the playing field across the board, which I think is a good yeah. way to do things. Totally. Um, one other thing to mention, when you drop in, you can land anywhere on the map, like like games like Warzone or Apex or whatever, you're jumping out of a plane, and you have a very limited amount of altitude uh, before you'll hit the ground. Like, you can only travel so far. But in this game, you're in a pod, and you can actually travel to the complete opposite side of the map and then drop in. You don't have to wait for... Um, you don't have to land, land close and then get a vehicle or whatever the fuck and then go over there. You That's can just land cool, there. That's a cool... Yeah, I like that idea, too. Um, how many people are in a game again? A hundred. A hundred, okay. So... How big's the map? Well, it's a fair size, but it seems small because you can fucking slide across half of it in one fucking go seems like <laughs> and, and and i made it to the middle like i started at the edge of the map because i'm like i just want to get a fucking gun and i want to get set up and then i want to start fighting people so i landed in the in the like the edge of the map and then i couldn't find a gun for fucking ever like i literally ran probably a quarter of the way across the map before i found a chest um and then I started third-partying some guy, and then he just totally zipped in, and, like, people are on you. Like, as soon as they see you, and if they're far away, like, they're on you so fast because of the movement. So. And usually when you're playing, like, a, a, a beta or a, something to do in the beginning, or, like, a tester thing, you're gonna get the, you're gonna get everybody who's really sweaty, you know? There's not gonna yeah. be very many casual players who are like, oh, you know, like, they see the game, and they see some gameplay, and they're like, I wanna try that out. Like, you're gonna get the sweaty people who are, like, looking for sponsorship and like i'll play your game kind of thing so people go hard so if you're just coming in to test it for your video game podcast you're probably gonna get stomped yeah yeah oh yeah you were playing against streamers and pros for sure oh yeah for sure mm -hmm. um, we should go check all the new recent videos let's just watch rodney get killed a bunch in them yeah <laughs> uh what else happened so oh yeah there's um the hacks so the hacks are actually super cool and they work the same as the weapons where if you find the same hack Again, you can pick it up and then upgrade your hack, and it like reduces the cooldown and shit like that. So, uh, yeah, the hacks are cool, but um, I run into this issue when I play Warzone Two, where like I'll forget the shit I have. You know, like I'll get in a gunfight and I'll totally forget like I have a throwing knife and I could have just killed him in one shot. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh yeah, yeah I could have dropped my UAV and seen that there was a guy coming there rather than getting yeah. killed by it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, in this game, there's like uh, I think there's eight or nine different hacks, so, and you can carry two at the same time. So it's like it's really hard to keep track of all the all the shit that's going on and all the things you're picking up. You know, like uh, 
Uh, it's and hacks are like when you can make the wall appear, or you can like turn invisible or run yeah. faster. Yeah, exactly. Um, the wall one was pretty cool. Some guy tried to. Okay, well he, he did outplay me. He killed me, but he threw the, <laughs> he threw the wall up and tried to like trap me in a corner, and then was trying to like uh, come around the wall and whatever. Um, I ended up escaping that and then getting outside, and then he killed me after. But um, I just thought it was cool. It's cool how you can basically reshaped the battlefield with that wall so yeah the wall hack was cool um, i wish i played with you because do you know what the res system is like like if you're dead you're you're dead right i only played solo so i don't know but yeah, yeah there from my experience there wasn't a revive system at all it's it's there okay. is in uh, multiplayer because i was watching videos and you can get uh you but the funny thing from what i've seen is when you die so you can't be revived. You have to you yourself have to make it to the revive station, and your teammate has to be go with you to revive you. Mm -hmm. Plus, cool, they have though. to heal you. Yeah, that's cool. But it can kind of it might be like since it's such a ha uh, fast paced game, there's probably people wanting to thirst you pretty quick. Yeah. So I can see you just getting terminated while you're trying to get to that revive station. Do and no, then do, do once you you're uh, once you're dead, you're like a ghost. They can't even see you. Oh, you as a ghost has to, oh, oh, yeah. I see. I thought it was like a crawling thing where you're like, no. and then you should, oh. That would suck, because the, the revive stations are randomly around the map. So right? that's kind of cool. So if you die and your teammate's alive, you're kind of like a, a hologram, and then they have to get there and, and revive you. That's a cool yeah. revive system. That's a different type of take on it compared yeah. to Fortnite, and who created the revive system? Was uh, that Apex? Apex, Apex. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Um, so one other thing that was fucking goddamn annoying in this game was the footstep audio was just broken as fuck. It's it, like, yeah, I'm not, you could be on the first floor of the building and you'll hear the footsteps on the roof, like as loud as if they're beside you. And you're like, okay, someone's here. I don't know where they are, but they're here. And, and then you start running around trying to look for them. Um, I landed at this like construction site type area and yeah, I heard this guy's footsteps. He's on, like, the top fucking rung of a goddamn scaffold tower. And I'm on the ground floor, and I'm, like, looking for this guy. I'm like, he's fucking here. I hear him. But it's... it's yeah, the audio is, needs some work for sure. I uh, I feel like watching some gameplay... Um, damn it. I wish I, wish I could have played. But, um, yeah, me too. The, the footsteps don't... I mean, obviously, they matter. But I feel like they're not as important as... Uh, say call of duty where there's a lot of sneaky sneaky involved before you get into gunfights this just seems like you're uh, running and gunning yeah i mean it gives you like in call of duty like you said it's it's very valuable to hear the footsteps because um yeah they're they're not great like lots of people think that they're fucking god awful but like you know you can tell the difference between somebody who's below you or above you or on the same floor or whatever the fuck, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, it, it helps in knowing what options you have. Like, if they're directly below you, it's like, I can get the fuck out of here. Or I can wait them out and, and kind of pre-aim or whatever the fuck, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I I think Hyperscape needs a bit a bit of work for me to pick it up again. I... I kind of hated it. I'm not gonna lie. Like, it, like I only played five games, but like that was like the worst five fucking games of my life. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, it's in it's in pre-development. They're getting yeah. people to test it, so that's the whole point. Is they want they want feedback. So it's Ubisoft, right? This is yeah, Ubisoft yeah. made. Yeah, yeah. Send this to Ubisoft. Maybe they'll uh, they'll be like, all right, these are some stuff we're gonna work on. Yeah, uh, I think yeah, the movement needs the most work. I think that 
you shouldn't be able to slide like fucking 200 meters and um i don't think that you should be able to just jump and run and then go into another 200 meter slide like that's kind of fucking ridiculous mm -hmm. but at least it's it's different you know what i mean like it, it's it's very different as in it is half or fast paced you know for people who like that fast paced stuff yeah i mean I, i'm not gonna lie i kind of wanted to play apex more like i played hyperscape like i'd rather play apex <laughs> From all yeah. the people that I've seen play this game, it seems like like you were saying it's very fast paced, but this is not a game that you can stop. Yeah. Like all the people I've watched play it, they're constantly moving. Like they don't sit in one place for even a second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally. I want to see somebody use a sniper. Everybody's using pistols and assault uh, rifles. The sniper's okay. It has a fixed scope. Like you can't find one with like uh medium range scope or something on it so like uh the one i see what you mean yeah yeah the the gun or sorry the one game i actually like ran forever and tried to find a gun the first gun i find is a, a fucking sniper rifle and the first person i see is in a building and that's like the only gun i have is a sniper rifle so it's like oh great now i'm fucking sniping a guy that's five feet away from me and he's moving super quick like i'm losing this fight right now <laughs> <laughs> so uh um, that was brian he would have hit the shot yeah, Every probably. Time. Probably. That is a monster. All right. Well, uh, I think that's enough of uh, the game City I actually games. didn't want to fucking talk about for 19 fucking <laughs> minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, on a happier note, uh, we finally have a release date for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, oh, you love them flight simulators. <clears throat> uh, August 18th, 2020. And it'll be on the Xbox Game Pass uh, for PC. So I don't nice. have to, don't have to pay any extra money for it. So I was just saying to Will, I got to make sure my simulator shit actually works um, again. Cause... It better work. I helped you move it like six times. Well, I <laughs> I got rid of the fucking beast of a table it was on before. Yeah, the the mix the mix match table. So Rodney got like a camping table and drilled a bunch of spots into it. And I bought it like that. Actually, you Sorry, think you I could bought it like that? You think I could fucking build that? Like, come on, I can't build a fucking chair. Dude, I helped him bring that downstairs at his old place. That thing was is a beast taking down the stairs into the garage. And then you're like, oh, let's not put it in the garage. Let's put it beside the fish tank. <laughs> it just sat there. Yeah. Well, now the new simulator is coming out. Well, yeah, no, I, I pulled the panel off that. So the the old one, yeah, like Cole was saying, it was like an, it was like a camping table, like an like a oscillating camping table. And then it had the instrument panel on there and then it had like a wooden brace system and then it had like a uh, a rig to put a tv monitor on so it was a it was a beefy fucking thing um but i have just been using my computer monitor so i had no i have no need for this fucking rig for this like the the tv monitor that was on it when i bought it was like fucking from the 2000s so it was just thick right and, and heavy and, and heavy yeah <laughs> and actually funny story about this is um when I bought the thing, I bought it, and then a day later, me and Brittany got into this huge fight, like, pretty much almost fucking ended it right there. Like, we didn't talk to each other for three days. First thing I say to her, um, hey, uh, can you come help me pull this TV off the fucking <laughs> simulator thing? And, and, yeah, so, uh, that fixed it, obviously. Um, but yeah, so, I pulled the instrument panel off and got rid of that table, got rid of all that shit. I bought a new piece of wood, and I'm just gonna make it much more you know space friendly and all that so yeah nice. I, I gotta get that all figured out uh yeah so what I'm year was the old uh, simulator 
what ye what was the when was the last simulator? Like the one that we were playing on your side. Uh, Two thousand five. That was the last time that yeah, Microsoft like released. The graphics are horrible, but it's very realistic for flying. Yeah. But from what I've seen of like the new flight simulator, this thing is realistic. It's beautiful. It's crisp. Yeah, and you can fly anywhere in the world. But on the well, beta, fifteen years to make it. Oh, totally. Well, because only we've been fucking screaming for one for like fifteen fucking years. And yeah, but anyways, you can fly anywhere in the world on the full version. But in the beta, there, you can actually buy like a better beta version, and you get access to more airports and more, uh, more aircraft to fly. But I mean, I'm just gonna stick with the basic. Like fucking, I'll probably only fly like twice a week anyway, on it. Mm. So, you know, I'm not gonna spend 130 fucking dollars on the ultimate pack to get 10 extra planes and 10 extra airports. Like, you know. Or you could. I'll laugh if you dope. do, though. I I won't. No, I have more self control than you will. Oh. <laughs> We'll see about that. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, uh, what can I say about this uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator, other than what I've already said? Uh, yeah, Game Pass, dude. Yeah, the graphics are really good. Like, I'm actually really impressed with uh, how this looks. Hopefully, this one has a fucking carb carb heat setting, because the other one didn't. Um, you guys don't get the joke because you're not a pilot. But uh, you no, know, <laughs> plane talk. Plane talk. Uh, okay, well, everyone knows what a carburetor is, hopefully. Um, like, same with it in your car or your fucking lawnmower or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, A carburetor. <laughs> so, uh, in, a, in a piston aircraft, when you're flying with icing conditions, um, water droplets can get in your fuel line and then freeze at the carburetor, and it restricts the actual fuel flow into the engine. So that's called carb ice. And then we have a thing in the plane... Um, that you pull and it actually changes the airflow from filtered air to unfiltered air, but the unfiltered air goes uh, past the exhaust and heats up the air, so then it just melts the ice and gets rid of it. So, I'm flying in the game in, in a winter setting, and I'm like, I, my engine's like like fucking dying. I'm like, oh, I, I have carb ice. So, there's no fucking keyboard setting for carb ice. I'm like, this is the most basic fucking function for an airplane, and you don't have it in your fucking game, Microsoft? Fuck, dude. I was just, like, so, so does frustrated. does it actually affect your flying? Yeah, I had you to... Can't do it, but you can't do anything about it. I, I couldn't do anything I, I about mean, it. I mean in the game. I mean in the game, not, not in real... Obviously, it affects your flying in real life, oh, but I you mean when you're playing the game... I, yeah. I'm sorry, I fucked that. They, no, there was a keyboard setting, but I was using my simulator, right? My actual, like, hardware. Oh, but the yeah. the... So the uh, drivers that I used to have my simulator uh, hardware talk to the game didn't have a car heat setting. That's what it was. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, who built this? Like, are you a pilot or what? <laughs> like, fuck. I just, I couldn't believe it. So I had to, like, pause the game, open up the, like, the help hints controls. I'm like, what is car heat? Oh, control H. Fucking cool. I have to now, like, reach behind my simulator to where the keyboard is and push control H to continue to fly and not crash. So... You know, you could have just crashed. Yeah, I was gonna say you could just crash and have a good laugh. Uh, well, actually, that was a different experience. Um, I turned on the co-op feature, so like I was playing online, started flying a King Air, like a twin engine, uh, whatever the fuck, and I left the left uh, the right seat open so somebody could join me if they wanted. So oh, I'm no. flying, I'm I'm climbing, right? I'm at like five thousand feet or something, and then I get a buddy that joins. I'm like, oh hey buddy, what's happening? And he just starts turning shit off. Fucking fuels goes off. Fucking 
kills an engine, pulls the fire. He, oh yeah, he pulled the fire extinguisher on both engines, which 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 don't give me the option to restart my engine. I'm like, cool. I'm crashing now because this guy's a fucking dink. Yeah, it's a good time. I think that guy's my hero. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it, it was, was probably like... you, Cole. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that, that's the kind of shit you would do. I just buy the game just to try to crash your planes anonymously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, watch out when you get the new version, uh, Rodney. Oh, actually, um... I'm gonna get the whole $130 version with the new pl uh, planes and the airports. Actually, I just remembered something about this game is, uh... On the multiplayer version, you can actually select a server, uh, realistic or f just for fun. So the realistic is, like, you're flying, uh, with a flight plan, you're flying per, like, the actual rules of the air, and then for fun is, like, people who want to do fucking barrel rolls and crash into the control tower and then go, oh, right, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you're going to be doing lots of barrel rolls? Two barrel rolls. I, don't, I honestly don't even know how to do a barrel roll properly, to be fucking fully honest. Cause a barrel, In real life? Yeah, because a barrel roll isn't what everyone, it's not what it what people think it is because of Star Fox, like, that's not an actual barrel roll oh. something else. <laughs> That's uh, if you uh, if you can fly a jet, you should do like the Top Gun uh, pass. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. God damn you, Maverick! <laughs> uh, all right, so that's Flight Sim for Windows PC. Uh, why don't we talk about Paper Mario now? All right, so How many years. What's that? How many years has it been since the last? Oh, it hasn't been that long. Uh, yeah, it hasn't been. Color Splash There's, was this the is last the one. Fifth, yeah, this is the fifth Paper Mario game? No, this is the sixth, actually. Sixth Paper Mario game? Really? Yeah. It was so had, Why do I only have... Well, you had uh, the 64,000 Year Door and then Super Paper Mario for the Wii. And then you had uh, Sticker Star, Color Splash, and then this one. Oh, okay. Because I didn't have the one for the Wii. Because I have the one for, obviously, N64. And... So I have an office in my house and I do all my editing and everything in my office and I went out yesterday or two days ago and I bought a TV and I hooked my GameCube up to that TV. So now I have a TV hanging in my office with my GameCube nice. and I'm playing through a, a thousand year door oh. right now. So I just beat, I just got the, the second star, the green one from yeah. the, the pygmy yep. uh, tree. So I just did that and now I'm going to the arena in the sky to get my Yoshi. So the I, first of all, I might come to your house and play that game because I want to play that game again so fucking bad. Oh, dude! I once I beat this, I, I I beat Pikmin one in one sitting, and then I started playing Pikmin two, and I brought it to my parents' house, and I forgot my heart, my um memory card, uh, memory card at my parents' house. So I have a second one at my house. So I just started Paper a Thousand Year Door on that one, and when I beat that, I'm gonna start. Uh, um, Lord of the Rings, the Third Age. The um, it's like the same as Paper Mario. You're like you're your character, and you unlock people to be in your party, and you go through Middle Earth, and you're following the Fellowship, trying to catch up to Boromir. Oh yeah. And then you find out he's dead, and then you like fight in the Battle of Helm's Deep, and you fight in Minas Tirith, and everything. Like you, you're it's basically like a storyline beside the Fellowship. It's a really cool game. Interesting. But uh, I'm gonna rebeat it. Yeah, um, I had to go back and play my GameCube games. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing I was going to say, Cole, is nobody would blame you if you totally discounted Super Paper Mario because it was not the best. It wasn't very good? No. Um, it's... But neither was Color Splash. Like, I was playing through Color Splash, and man, I have it for my, uh, what's it called? What's the fancy Nintendo portable one? 3DS? 
3D. Yeah, 3DS. I think it's my 3DS. Yeah. 3DS was Sticker Star. Yeah, Sticker Star is absolute trash, and that was the yeah, 3DS one. Sticker Star, but then I have my 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 Wii U. Yeah, that's the color one. Well, I don't even remember anything about Sticker Star except for you had to collect stickers to fucking attack, which I thought was asinine. Mm-hmm. And and I don't remember anything about Color Splash, like not a fucking thing. That's um, why I was scared about Origami King. I was like, so I'm excited to hear what you have to say because it's gonna de- whether or not I get it is gonna be from your from what you say about it right now. Uh, okay, well my initial thoughts are, it's not as bad as the other two. The the other two can fucking just disappear, along mm. with Super Paper Mario. They can just disappear. Um, this one goes back to the roots kind of so first i'll start talking about the battles so so battles in this game are kind of unnecessary because there's no level system that you you don't you don't defeat enemies gain experience level up you just that's not how it works they have they've stuck with how they did it in uh, color splash and sticker star where you just get new abilities that unlock the next path forward oh man yeah that's kind of annoying um, so I ba- love the grind, man. I'm just going like I'm fighting the same battles over and over again to try to get my my level up. Yeah. Um, oh, the only shit. thing that really indicates strength in this game is obviously you have your HP bar, and when you find HP up stuff, so like HP plus five or HP plus twenty, then lower level enemies that you were that were in like the first area or the second area of the game, you can literally jump on them or hammer them, and they'll fucking insta die, and you don't have to go through the whole battle thing. So that there's a little bit of strength increase that way um now going more into battles they've totally like changed how battles are in a sense like so you start the battle imagine the battlefield it's not your mario's on the left and the enemies are on the right anymore imagine like uh, a dartboard okay mario's on the bullseye and there's uh maybe seven like columns like a radio column and then there's four uh, rings. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So that's how the battlefield's laid out. So so an enemy, they'll they'll drop enemies randomly on or randomly in quotations um, on the this dartboard thing, and you have to try to line them up so they're either in a straight line or two by two. So if they're in a straight line, then you would use a jump attack or a hurl hammer or whatever, and that would k- kill them right away. Or if they're the two by two, then you'd use your hammer. So, um, it gives you a certain amount of moves, so you can move the ring, like, each ring around counterclockwise or clockwise, or you can shift the columns, um, or they, they call it a slide, and they'll give you a certain amount of moves and a certain amount of time to line everybody up. If you line everybody up perfectly in a straight line and two by two, then you get, it'll say, great lineup, and then it'll give you, like, an attack boost for that turn and if you do do that then you can actually kill everybody in one hit if you have all the right um weapons like the like shiny boots or shiny hammer or whatever right Mm -hmm. so that was really fucking weird for me at first and actually talking to a couple of the people on on our video games now discord they were saying the same thing like the, the it was weird it was weird to to experience that puzzle element before getting into a battle um, but we're used to it now. I would rather still not do that. I would just rather just straight battle somebody, but, you know, they, they had to add it in somewhere. It looked fun. Like, I've seen the, I've seen gameplay of it, and it's not, it's not that fun. Um, sometimes it's fucking, f- 
frustratingly annoying. Um, mm. Like, especially when you get enemies that take more than one hit to die. Now you have to try to line them up, and then you have to attack them, and then now they're going to attack you and then rescatter, and then you got to fucking line them up again. Or if... Um, I didn't, I didn't think the puzzles were going to be that hard, but fuck, they get hard at some point. Like, they'll just scatter them just right, so you're like, I don't fucking have any idea how to, like, how to line these guys up. And you, you'll be trying stuff, and then you just run out of time, and now you have to attack, like, scattered out enemies, and you can't hit them all. There's no way to possibly hit them all now because they're not lined up. So then now the battle phase is extending much further than it should be. Um, how far, like, so, um, the little, not the leveling up system, but the actual level system, like, what are you collecting or what are you freeing? Like, you go from area to area. Yeah, so... What are you, what are you doing there? So, um, Peach's Castle gets, uh, surprise, surprise, taken over by not Bowser. You actually find him, like, in the very beginning of the game, like, folded up in a fucking, like, seven times fold over piece of paper. And, That's funny. Yeah, and, uh, he actually helps you escape from the castle, but, uh, this origami, like, emo dude... Um, I did the emo voice for him when I was streaming, because um, I That's always funny. I always read out the dialogue in my own voices. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, <laughs> they uh, yeah he uh, wraps the castle in like five different colored streamers and then suspends it in like the sky. So you got to try to find the source of the streamers and um, like you know bur like streamers like uh, like presence and streamers, not like you know me being a streamer. Anyways, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bad joke. Yeah, I know. Um, anyways, yeah, so you have to find the source of the streamers and uh, get rid of them, and then you'll be able to go to the castle. I've only gotten two, rid of two streamers, so I'm only, we'll say, 35% done the game. Okay. How are the boss battles? That's what I was getting to. I was like, how, like, because you were talking about the battle system and the turning. Do you do you fight bosses the you, same way, or? Um, you don't fight them in the same sense as just regular battles. Um it's kind of completely different to be honest so instead of mario being in the middle and then everything attacking inward you're actually on the outside of the ring and then it'll give you a certain amount of moves and it's it's actually super hard to explain so each there will be throughout the panels like on on all the rings or whatever there'll be like arrows and there will be like a letter to open that'll reveal the boss's weakness there will be a, an on switch to trigger all like the magic circles which i'll get into later Excuse me. Uh, there will be hearts to heal. There will be coins randomly. Um, what else? And then there's attack spaces. So you have to... Uh, Mario will be standing on the edge of the circle. You have to put an arrow directly in front of him to start him walking in a specific direction. And then he won't stop until he hits uh, either like an attack space. Um, or he'll hit uh, like a dead end. Like if he like runs into the boss or something random. Or something like that. So it... It, it's you guys honestly have to look it up. It's it's super hard to explain. Um, but yeah, that I I kind of don't like that. Like I want to just fucking fight the boss. I don't want to have to put this whole new puzzle element into fighting the boss. Um, so I don't know. The boss fights kind of suck for me. However, they do keep it kind of fresh, and like it's not just doing the same thing three times and then you beat the boss. It's um, you have to like get around to the right side of the boss and then use one of the magic circles to use the um, like the thousand arm. What's it called? The thousand arm hands or something. And uh, the thousand arm hands. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, so you you push X and then these like um, accordion hands come out and it's motion controlled. So you have to try to find the right area and then hold uh, both Z buttons and then it'll tell you to like pull or smash or twist or whatever. Um, and you have to do that with them with the triggers held and then 
yeah, it just adds a bit more. So I just beat like a rubber dude. Like he was like a thousand rubber bands made into a body. And I had to use those arms to like grab the rubber band, stretch it back, and then let go. And then it would make lots of his rubber bands like spread all over the place. So, you know, like I said, it keeps it kind of fresh for all the boss fights. It's not just like just jump on his head and hit him with a hammer or whatever. Sometimes the jumping or hammer doesn't do fucking anything and you have to try to figure out how to defeat the boss without those items. Uh, or there, there will be a boss that's airborne, so you got to jump on him to knock him to the ground, and then you can use your hammer kind of thing. So it kind of adds a little bit of strategy, but I would much prefer to just do the old classic boss fights. I don't think this game appeals to me that much. Uh, I, I'll let you I was going to say I would check it out when it drops in price, but we know that's never going to Yeah, happen. Nintendo never drops prices. They always stay yeah, at 80 bucks. I think I saw, like, what was the last one? Odyssey, I think it's still 80 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can't even let you borrow it because I bought it digitally, so. Um, but Didn't the PlayStation have that thing where you could um, share games? Like, if you could pick a console to share your games with that console? No, PlayStation hasn't done anything like that. Xbox has a similar feature, though, with, like, their, instead of, like, the normal pass, they have their family pass. So, say, like, Rodney and I registered, like, a new game pass with you and all that on under Xbox. We could have like four people under the same one account. Interesting. And, and we all clearly have the same last name, so that that would fucking fly. Yeah. Yeah. Family pass. Um. So that was kind of a bad way to start talking about Paper Mario. Was the the battle system was the biggest change, and that's kind of the biggest thing that you had to get over. Um, the only other negative thing I'll say about it is, fuck. The hand-holding at the beginning, I wanted to fucking kill somebody. If anyone who was oh. watching my my stream, I was literally yelling, like, shut your fucking mouth, let me play the fucking game, lady. Like, she's the new Navi, dude. Like, she's so <laughs> fucking annoying. Um, like, so, they they gave you a tutorial on the battle, on how to battle. Literally, they wouldn't let you go to the next step until you read the dialogue and pushed Okay. And then you would read the dialogue and push okay and do the one step she told you about. And then, like, it was super hand-holdy. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I'm just so yeah. annoyed. That um, drives me crazy. And then not not once, but twice, you had to do a fucking tutorial in the battles. She's like, hey, I just want to make sure you get how the battles work. I'm like, I fucking get it. Like, I watched your ridiculous tutorial that was stupid long. And I get it. But I had to, like, do it again. And, like, that fucking pushed me over the edge. And that made me hate the game. So I kind of, that's kind of why I'm talking about the game negatively, because, like, that was my first, like, half hour to an hour was, like, dealing with this kind of shit. I was like, fuck, dude, like, oh, this is super annoying. Nintendo's getting pretty bad with their holding, like, hand-holding and stuff like that. Look at Pokemon yeah. and all that. Yeah. Oh, my God, the Pokemon hand-holding on Sword Shield is just, like, yeah, yeah even, even past the hand-holding, like, just some of the, um, uh, at the end game stuff, I was just, like, let me finish the game. I, I got the... I have the Isle of Armor. And I I thought I had almost beaten the game. I was like, oh man, I'm so close to beating the game. When Isle of Armor comes out, I'll finish it. And then I'll beat the game. I was so wrong. I had so much game left. And it was just like... <laughs> oh god, I, I was... I was like, please just let me finish this so that I can go play Isle of Armor. And it just kept going and going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. Chill out on all the story stuff. Uh... The other, actually, this is still happening. The other thing that's just fucking infuriating is, like, um, when I was in film school, I'm Cole. I'm sure you can you can um, concur with this. When we took the writing class, the first thing they essentially said was, "Don't assume your audience is dumb." 
right? <laughs> yes. So yeah, your your audience is smart. They're 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 kind of scary. Yeah, your audience. So shit will happen in the game. Like you'll save a toad, and he's like, "Hey, I'm the sea captain. Come see me, you know, at the in Toad Town, and I'll take you like out on the ocean." Cool, thanks. He'll leave, and then fucking Navi two will be like. Hey, Toad Town, do you remember? It was that place you visited in the first fucking town in the... Like, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Shut up. Let me play the fucking game. Like, oh my god. I could so, look look at A Thousand Year Door. Um, the character, the Navi character in A Thousand Year Door, you could choose whether or not to ask her for help. So, if you press X um, for Goombella, Goombella, yeah, yeah, yeah. she'll tell you. But you, you choose whether or not she's going to tell you. So, yeah. like... If you need help with something or you're getting lost, and there's even a character where you can go into the sewer and talk to a character that's literally there to tell you what to do next if you get lost. So you give yeah. her, like, two coins, and she goes, like, this is where you're going to go. Yeah. Do that, you know? Seems yeah. Very yeah, and, uh, but uh, another uh, another example is, like, you'll complete a puzzle and a door will open. Like, it'll show you the door opening. Like cool i'm gonna go there because i just i just opened a new way forward but she'll hey, come out and be like oh hey the door's over there we should go check it out i fucking know just stop talking <laughs> oh my god it's so frustrating and then there's just the dialogue in this game is so kitty like that you'll you'll be walking forward and then you'll come to a full stop and then uh i picked up a bomb a bomb bomb or whatever you fucking say it along the way too it's not like a he, he's kind of like a party member. He's nothing like any of the past party members, like in Thousand Year Door or whatever, where you get like eight or nine different ones and they follow you and you can swap them out. Like, it's nothing like that. But I have him and then I have my Navi 2 character. And they'll just start having this like conversation that like does not fucking matter and like does not drive the story forward. It's like just like trying to build lore, but no one fucking cares. It's like, oh, hey, I've always wanted to visit Shogun Studios. Like, no one fucking cares. Like, let me just explore the world and whatever. Like, oh. Okay, so that's the only only complaints I have about the game is the battle system and the fucking Navi 2. Like, <laughs> um, you you wait. You said that is there is there side characters that you can swap out and, and trade? Like, do you build a party or is it just you? It's just me. I found like a bomb dude, but he does he does come into battles with me, but I can't control him. Like, he'll attack on his own randomly. He'll attack one character and do like twenty damage. But uh, I, I didn't like that either, actually. I didn't like how it's just you and... Um, oh, and to attack. So you can visit... There's a weapon shop in Toad Town. And you can buy, like, shiny boots, uh, spike boots, or iron boots, sorry. Um, hurl hammers, fire flowers. So all that kind of stuff is still there. Um, and then you have to equip it in your kind of weapon slots. And then you can use them throughout the battle. So once you use your shiny boots, like, 15 times or something, then they'll break. And then you have to re-equip either new ones that you bought or something completely different if you want bring in that break system yeah um so um, i was it was kind of funny um monster hunter it was all originally in japanese right and then these guys translated all to english and then that's how it gets all the english to just get these these couple of guys in a room to translate everything and then they said that they would just make it as goofy and fun for people as they could i wonder how they do that for Mario, for instance, like, do they make do they make everything in in all languages, or do they make it in Japanese first and then 
translate it from there. No, that's a big you know I mean? that's a big reason why they don't have a lot of voice acting in a lot of their games is so that they just get the text box and then whoever's localizing the game can just say whatever the fuck they want is essentially. Like they'll have the script of here's what they say and here's what's moving the story forward, but you know, we can do it in in our own way. Right? Um and I think I don't know, I I don't think it's entirely Nintendo's like Japan's fault. I think a little bit of it rests with it's, Nintendo it's not America. Japan's fault. Well, I mean, the localizing team I think is who we have to kind of blame for the kid holding. Like, I get it's E for everyone, but like, no one's. We're not four years old. Like, anyone who's fucking four years old has a parent sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, I don't know. they just. It's it's like early learning fucking shit. It's just so frustrating. The the especially the uh, the Navi two shit. Like, oh my god. Boys, I was I was like yelling at my fucking microphone yesterday or Friday when I was streaming Paper Mario, and she just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and shit was happening in the game that you can't skip. Nothing skippable. You can't skip any dialogue. You can't skip any fucking cutscenes. It's like, can you speed it up? Can you speed nope, though? Nope. You have to fucking painfully sit there and swear at your fucking TV because you have to read it all. <laughs> Interesting. Fuck. Um, Every however, Paper Mario game has the skipping, or like you know, you can speed, you can just zip through it. Yeah, well, that's yeah, too advanced now. I guess I don't know. They couldn't fit it in the game, I guess. But once you die, like if you save before a boss fight and then watch the stupid boss uh, cutscene and all the dialogue and all that bullshit, and then you die during the boss fight and come back to your last save, then you can skip shit you've already seen. Oh, uh, okay, that's good. That's that would always drive me crazy in games where it's like hard and you're dying all the time just to like rewatch this cutscene over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That was driving me nutty. Um, but yeah, so uh, so far I am enjoying the game. What I do like about the game is the overworld stuff. So when you start the game, this origami king dude turns every fucking toad into some origami fucking thing. Like every single toad in the entire kingdom. So there's a lot of toads you gotta find um like everywhere you go there's like at least like like where you're standing there's at least a, a at least a toad by you like everywhere you walk and then stop there's a talking toad by you like there's so many toads there's one area like a small i w wouldn't say small it was well it was one area had 50 toads it's like <laughs> fuck dude and i was streaming and i'm like my my completionist ocd's kicking and i'm like i gotta find all the toads and i'm like wait all these toads yeah and then People in the chat were like, oh, one's a butterfly, or one's here, or one's... Like, they're finding the fucking toads for me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't even see that. So, yeah, like, there's... Everything that you would assume is just part of the world is a fucking toad. So, be like, oh, that's a nice butterfly. Oh, it's a toad. You fucking smack it with your hammer, and he turns into a toad. And it's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> Did you... Is it fun, though? Like, is it kind of like a fun collecty thing? Is it like yeah. the Korok seeds from uh, no. Legend of Zelda? No, it's not like not that. It's... Some of them are pretty easy to find um, if you're just paying attention to your surroundings. Like, for example, um, there's there will be a sign, like, uh, or sorry, two lampposts uh, on either side of the road, and one of them will have a like a very perfect square uh, piece of paper in it that most people would miss, but it's got a very like um, uh, you'll see the toad head pattern in it. It's very subtle. And you're like, oh, hey, hang on. And then you'll hit it with your hammer, and then the toad will unfold fold itself. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, I almost missed him. Um, That's so, cool. so some of them are pretty hard. Some of them require a bit of puzzle work. I don't know how I got this one toad, but um, I went into this one area, and there was um, a little, like, origami gopher. And there was six different, like, holes. And every time you would approach the gopher, he would disappear and appear in another hole. And I'm like, oh, no problem. I'll just, 
like hammer the holes and they'll disappear. So I got him down to just the one hole and I snuck up and he went underground and then six more holes appeared. And I'm like, fuck, like it took me like a good 10 minutes to fucking catch him and get him. I'm like a little, yeah. <laughs> good little puzzle. Yeah. So every area has, um, you need to find all the toads. You need to find um, all the question mark blocks. What else? You need to find... Uh, okay, so this is one thing I didn't mention. So you have a bag of confetti, which I was really skeptical about when I first got it. So it's like, here's your bag of confetti. And I'm like, the fuck? Um, so people have been, like, taking... Like, ripping the paper from the fucking, like, world. So you can see inside, and it's just like a black hole with, like, um, with like wiring in it where the paper would be resting on. And when you see those, you throw confetti, and then it'll patch the holes and then fix it. So you got to find in each area all the holes and patch them up with confetti. So. so is that how you get to the boss, or you beat the area? Like you have to complete all of these things, or is it optional? You can just keep playing, and then um, you don't have to fill in every hole and find every toad. You don't. You don't have to. Um, the benefit of finding toads is uh, when you're battling, you're in a, like. A, a circular arena so there's benches all around you and the more toads you save the more toads watch you battle and you can actually throw coins to the toads and they'll come and like heal you or like damage the enemies or like um rescatter so them they do that in a thousand year door as well yeah so so that's that's a cool callback to that yeah uh what else yeah so, I mean, the game so far is fine um there's a lot of fetch quest bullshit, which kind of is a little irritating, but it's... I, I, I feel like that happened in the original Paper Mario and the and Thousand Year Door as well. Like, all the... Like, you would go to an area and you're like, oh, I have the key to the door, and then, like, some random thing would come and take the key, and you're like, fuck, now I gotta go chase this thing down and get the key back. It's like... Uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, a, yeah. it's that kind of shit. I, uh, I... In the Thousand Year Door, when I was doing the, um... The tree level... Yeah. You got to go up and down that tree so many times. I was like, man, there's got to be an easier way to go. It's still super fun. Like, I was loving it. But it's like, man, I was going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth the whole tree. Yeah. There's a... Uh, yeah, the bomb guy I was talking about. There was one area in the game where he's like, oh, hey. Like, he, he his thing is he lost his memory. So he's, like, experiencing shit for the first time again. And he's like, oh, that's cool. And he'll, like, run ahead and then fall off a bridge. And you're like cool now i gotta jump off the bridge and fuck come after you and do a whole 20 minutes of stupid shit when i kind of just walked across the bridge and went to the temple or whatever right so yeah it's annoying but uh yeah so uh the new things in this game so every um major boss that you beat you get like a new magic circle which your navi 2 person can turn into and so like for example i beat the water one and i was able to like refill the lake and that kind of opened up the way to the next area um and then when you battle the next bosses, you can actually use those spell powers in the uh, in the boss battles. But you got to make sure the magic circle's on, which I think is fucking stupid. Um, yeah. So if anyone's skeptical about this game, just by <laughs> my fucking review, um, you have a reason to be skeptical. But I, it's not as bad as the last two. So it's definitely worth if you're if you're definitely bored. It's worth the eighty bucks. So to if you up. liked Color Splash and you liked um, Sticker, what's it called Sticker? Sticker Star. You'll fucking love this one. You'll find, you'll love this one. Yeah. Uh, not as good as a Thousand Year Door. I think Thousand Year Door is still still the best one. Yeah, Thousand Year Door, and then even the original sixty four is just like, yeah. ugh. 
classic. The, the thing that hooked me is that they have a trailer for Origami King and it's showing some of the areas and some of like the desert looks really cool. Yeah. The jungle looks really cool. The ocean looks really like there's these these there was just these things that were super intriguing. So we'd almost have to come back to this again when you've beaten it and see how you, it's like the beginning and the end of the Origami King. What do you think of um to be honest, the end of the game. to be okay. First of all, I'm fucking glad they got rid of the bullshit that was in Sticker Star and um, uh, Color Splash, where like it was the overworld from the past Mario games, like the world one of one or one of two. Like fuck that. Paper Mario is an RPG. Keep it an RPG. Don't try to mix it in with old OG fucking Mario shit. Like that that pissed me off about the old the other two, which is why I struggled to even finish them. Uh, but this one went back to the roots of it's an RPG, you're exploring a world, you, and, and they made the overworld actually super interesting. So, that yeah, that's kind of my two cents on that. Nice. All right. Uh, nice. So, uh, we're at fucking almost an hour in this podcast, and we haven't even talked yeah. about Ghost of Tsushima yet. Maybe we'll do uh, Ghost next week? Nah. I'll beat the game? No, uh, possibly, yeah. Well, yeah. what, what, what are your thoughts on it so far? Or do you want to do a beginning and after for that too? Or just Okay, wait? so I will tell everyone, I don't know why I did this, but you if you saw the trailers, you know how they gave you the choice. You can either play in English, Japanese, um, or black and white. Well, I didn't want to play in black and white because I wanted the color, but I played with the Japanese with subtitles. All right. Yeah, uh, but then when it gave me the difficulty thing, and I've been watching a couple people play, I was like, well, easy's too easy, and medium, like, it you're you can still take damage so for some reason in my mind i decided to go the hardest difficulty possible hell yeah that's the way to do it brother yeah but it's also like you get sliced twice and you're pretty much dead and everybody's yelling at you in japanese and you're like are you friendly or are you trying to kill me well the (laughs) mongols aren't friendly i can tell you that much (laughs) and they're usually the only people you run out uh run out run into out in the world uh the mechanics are actually pretty good i there's a few issues I have, like the parry system could be tweaked a bit. I find, so you have like your two attacks or your, on PlayStation is your square and your triangle. Mm-hmm. Now your block is, or um, your block is LB, same with parry. And your dodge is circle. So you're kind of all over the place on the controller. Exactly. Yeah. So... Can you can you map your controller? Like, does it give you the option to map it out, or have different options, or is it? I haven't checked with that because I've been using my scuff, so I just mapped uh, dodge to one of my paddles. But okay. even then, it like on hard difficulty, you don't get that much choice. So when they attack, there's either going to be like a riddle red uh, symbol that'll show that like this attack isn't parryable, like it's gonna fucking hit you no matter what. So you Perry have to block. Batman. You have to dodge that right Mm -hmm. and then then there's attacks that even if you dodge they'll sometimes keep attacking so like you dodge to the right they miss you and all of a sudden they're on you like fuck off seriously (laughs) and there's no um uh uh lock-on system well so when you're slashing a sword like you can miss your target just as well so that's kind of a, a bullshit thing there too and as it's a samurai thing they emphasize it so much that he has to follow his code so what does that mean okay so you've never watched a samurai movie or no. anything no no okay so your code as a samurai is like you attack your enemies face on 
<laughs> but you don't so, have a lock system? That's fucking really counterintuitive. Exactly, right? And then there's abilities you get for like assassination and stuff like that. So when I used my first assassination when I was taught, the guy reprimanded me saying that's not how my father and my uncle taught me to be. And it's dishonorable <laughs> to the code, right? Then I fucking assassinated a captain because he was like really strong and he was pissing me off. And then instead of like, because there's no one there to reprimand me the second time, they give me a fucking cut scene with them like teaching me the code as a child. Oh. <laughs> Every time you disobey the code, you got to get the cutscene. Pretty soon you're going to be shoving that samurai side in your own fucking stomach, Will. Pretty wow. much. <laughs> but well, uh, the, sounds- now I've been assassinating everyone because you can't take on a fort of like 30 enemies head on. Like the way they plan. So if you walk to the front of the, the, like, the base, right, it gives you the option to call, uh, to call out the enemy with like a standoff. That's okay. kind of a so, cool mechanic. All the enemies will rush towards you, and you can stand off against two of them. So you can, if you press the buttons properly, you can kill at least two. But then all the others are, like, you're you're pretty much surrounded now. And there's different types of enemies. So there's guys, like, really tough SOBs that have, like, a a huge mace. I hate them. Uh, (laughs) Then there's dual wielders. They're, They're a bitch as well then there's the normal shield guys they're okay but the main priority at the start of any fight always go after those fucking archers oh yeah of course oh god like those arrows like you can hear them coming and if you have the right time you can block like dodge out of the way which is nice but if there's six archers you can't block all those arrows coming at you all the matrix I literally, like, run away from all the enemies, locate the archers, kill them, then get back into the fight. There's a few, like, there's some problems with, like, some of the mechanics. But other than, like, that, I'm having a good time. Cool. Uh, How's, like, the mechanics for getting around the world? Like, remember we talked about, like, the wind guiding you and stuff like that? How how is that all? Okay. The wind is okay i'm slowly getting the hang of it now is like you can sometimes see it in the air but mostly you're supposed to look at the grass okay and see which way like the the wind is blowing and depending you can actually if you don't have like a check like uh something if you haven't set like a location that you want to go to which the wind will take you to you can just click uh guiding wind and then be like go after artifact or go after uh or um uh, banner so like artifacts are just collectibles if you collect banners you can get new saddles for your horses uh, you can also set it to go after cosmetic items so you can run into um, dyes for your sword your taunt or uh, your tanto uh, your armor and your bow I just want to see Mufasa sitting in the clouds blowing he's the one guiding <laughs> yeah. you and then if you play shady, right, like are you assassinate and stuff like that, then the weather gets bad. If you wait, sorry, you assassinate people, and then the weather goes bad. Like, what kind of fucking yeah. guard are you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, later on, you can learn like uh, a flute uh, songs that'll change the weather, so you can actually make it foggy or something if you're about do, to do, storm do, a base. Do, 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 do. Yeah, Cole beat me by one note because I was going to do something uh, similar. What were you going to do? I was going to do the fucking Song of Storms, yeah. So, 
playing on the hardest difficulty is actually quite a challenge. I die quite a bit and have to redo what I'm doing. So I realized, like, I tried to take on my first mythical quest, which mm -hmm. will give you, like, I was trying to get the, like, the heavy bow. Yep. Not ready for it. Like, the first three parts of the quest, easy. Then the last one, you face this uh, Tengu monk. Mm -hmm. Like a monk wearing a Tengu mask. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he on hardcore or hard difficulty is not fun, especially when, like, I'm not wearing the top-of-the-line armor and my sword's not maxed out. So I'm like, I should probably come back to this because I rage quit on him earlier. <laughs> the lore in this world, it's not it's not fantasy, right? It's it's real. It's yeah, accurate so based off a real story. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So this There's is no a... headless monkeys running around or? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Basically... You know how it's called Ghost of Tsushima? So I, I guess I just did the quest now where, like, one of the people are starting to call you, like, a vengeful spirit. But because you keep assassinating everybody? <laughs> I wish. But no, it's just because all the peasants and, like, everyone is scared of the, Mon uh, the Mongols. Mm. And when you went to war with them on Komodo Beach, basically every single samurai except you and your uncle were killed. Cool. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, and then all the mercen most of the mercenaries were wiped out. You run into like the rest of them later on, and you have to like get them back to strength. Yeah, it's pretty tough, right? But basically, you were sh I'm not spoiling anything too bad, but you were left to on the beach, thought to be dead, and then someone found you and like healed you up, and now you're out for revenge. That's cool. Yeah, good old revenge story, Quentin Tarantino style. Yeah. Mm -hmm. awesome. I like how there's different stances as well that you unlock later on. So mm -hmm. there's the normal stance, which is good about, you know, with just like enemies and archers. Yeah. Then there's like the water stance, which is good for uh, enemies with shields. Mm -hmm. And then I've just got the air stance, which now is making it a lot easier to take out people with spears. Excellent. So it, it makes you struggle kind of hard in the, in the, in the beginning and then you kind of learn new sh new skills and stuff to kind of help you continue well, I, on? Or? Yeah, I was struggling hard because I was like, well, this is a samurai game. I should probably listen to these guys and just keep to the code. And then I was like, fuck their code. And then you're like, oh, code. they're Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> fuck their code. I'm like, I'm going to assassinate those two sons of bitches myself. So so assassinating is kind of frowned upon? It is. Uh, basically, at the beginning when I was with like a teacher and I assassinated someone, he reprimanded me against saying that it's like against their code. And then later on, like the second time I did it, I got a cutscene. Now it doesn't do anything, but I haven't been with any, like all my missions now have been solo or with like the thieves. So they're about shady shit. So, right. Um, uh, that's kind of, then there's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to play the game. How I want to play it. I mean, I'm sure it's like, if you, maybe you're going to get a bad ending cause you're playing like a fucking but thief. That's the I don't thing, know. right? Like, I don't get, how can you constantly bring up the code? But then have your guy uh, automatically uh, get the assassinate ability, and you have to use it during one of the missions. What if you walk up to a guy with his back to you, and you go, hey, bud, and he turns around, then kill him, and then it'd be fine, because he was facing you. Tap him on the shoulder and <laughs> stab him in the stomach. It seems like if they can even get out a sound, though, the whole base is alerted. Oh, that drives me crazy. Like, in yeah. games where... You know, you you yeah. kill somebody and like somebody else sees it happen, but then every single person around knows that it happens. Yeah. 
and then like Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, there's always some son of a bitch that has a fucking warhorn that's gonna bring in the reinforcements. Yeah, warhorn is fine, like as long as they can get it out. But if somebody like sees it happening and they're like, "Oh, hey," and then you kill them like mid sentence, like that always happens. But before you, no, they carry the warhorn. You don't know when he'll like. I'm fighting one guy, and I off to my right, far back, I see like one guy blowing the horn, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) this is going downhill already. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm with you, Cole. Like, if they and, and the guy with the warhorn always has the most fucking HP too, and you try to like stealthily take him out, and then he's like, oh, Ooh. takes an arrow to the head, and then he goes, oh, fucking, yeah, blow this thing before I croak. But I've noticed everyone can have a warhorn apparently. Like yeah. it's just a random thing. You don't know who's gonna blow, like fucking blow it. Yeah. Uh oh, he, um, <laughs> talking about Skyward Sword last week throwback to this but there was the bokoblins that had the the their war horns in skyward sword oh, and then yeah. you'd get the whip and they would be like oh hey and then he would start to blow his fucking blowhorn thing and then you take the you whip and it. literally fucking take it right out of his hand you're like thank you i'll take that and then he gets all pissed off at you and charges at you yeah that was fun yeah <laughs> there is like i'm starting to unlock also like there's more stealth abilities so like i've picked i've gotten um you can get your choice like later on when you complete missions of like what you want to unlock. So mm-hmm. first off, I did smoke bomb, mm-hmm. and then I just got the wind chimes. Wind chimes like you throw to the ground, and they basically uh, uh, confuse the enemy to like, oh, something's happening over there. I'll walk over there, and then you can just assassinate them, yeah. get them away from the group. Yeah, hmm. that's nice. Yeah, and then and then he'll be facing you because he's coming towards you, right? Yeah. You can do it with them towards you, if, like if you're in the grass or something, yeah. and they walk towards you, you can assassinate them. But I think if you assassinate no matter what, it's like frowned upon. So I don't care anymore. I'm playing the game I want, uh, how I want on yeah. hardcore. If I like, I am a bit of a completionist. So if I want to get 100% completion, maybe I'll just play it on easy after and you know face everyone, fate like head on. Yep. With my sword, just bring it on, bring it on. Come on, I'll take you all on. <laughs> I, I would be that guy where I'd sh- just shout out the whole base and then try to fucking take them all on. Yeah, it's hard, dude. Like, you run out of health, like, so fast. And then you yeah. have to, like, heal yourself. And then you can run out of heal because it uses, like, you can gain it. It's basically the same way as, like, uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. But above your health bar, you have these circles, which are your, um, oh, I can't remember what they're called. But picture them as, like, one circle will give you health. I'm at five circles now that I can get, and killing enemies will give them to you. Yep. Yeah, so you build up that, and then you can... Usually I try to enter, like, forts already with, like, full five heals. Right. Yeah. Well, I always try to look as badass as possible, but it's just it just never happens in games. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll walk in here and take this base on, no problem, and then you get totally fucking destroyed. It- Exactly, yeah. and there's so many enemies, right? And some of them like are like sleeping, intense. Some are like like just hidden in behind bushes, and it's really annoying. But one of my biggest issues, and remember when we first watched the reveal uh, trailer back in it was earlier this year. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the reveal, but they were talking about the uh, cosmetics and all that. Mm-hmm. There isn't that much customization. They were basically it's all like dying what color you want to change it yeah. there's only eight sets of armor 
throughout so, the whole game. So it's exactly like Pokemon Sword and Shield, where they were just hyping about how much fucking customization there was, and there's like there's not pretty much there's yeah. nothing like. So you can get like the your first set you get is like the samurai armor. It starts to level one, and then you can upgrade it to level five, right? Mm -hmm. So it gets stronger, more perks and stuff like that. Then there's like the Ronin armor, which is literally you in a robe with a fucking broken straw hat. Yeah, you can get that to level five. Now you you actually look pretty badass as a Ronin. Nice. And they all have different perks. Like the samurai armor gives you more health and you take less damage. Where the Ronin makes you more stealthy, but you deliver thirty percent more damage. Yeah. Cool. So, but yeah, eight sets of armor, and then you can, each of them you can change the color. That's it. <laughs> kind of disappointing. I felt like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and whatnot kind of like made the customization now. Yeah. Like whenever I, I compare a game, it goes straight to Odyssey. Well, there's just so much armor. Did did uh, Samurais have a wide variety of armor or did they ha stick to like one specific style? Like, I, don't, I don't really know, so... They should, they, but there should just be different, like different ways it looks at least, right? Yeah. Not by color. Like if you watch like a samurai movie, some guys will have like feathers on their heads or like a cer uh, like a star or a half moon. Mm -hmm. Right. There is the half moon, but that's it. Mm -hmm. As far as I know, there's only a couple different. Like there's a your family armor set you get later on in the game there's you can dress up you get a mongolian armor set so you look like a mongol it, it's it's gonna be fun i'm gonna keep playing the game but i'm just a little disappointed yeah totally uh okay well that uh that's ghost of tsushima we have one more thing to talk about here before we wrap her up uh for like probably the longest podcast we've done in a long time yeah <laughs> for the longest time xbox X-Boss. Somebody, oh, one article said X-Boss, and I'm like, you fucking listened to the podcast and stole that, because that was the hard thing. Uh, but yeah, continue. Well, I guess the, uh, the X-Boss would be Phil Spencer, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a couple days ago, he actually announced that for the Series X, there will not be any first-party exclusives. For a few years. Yeah, for about two years. Other than Halo, because obviously that's coming out. Actually, I don't know, because Halo, he says none, right? So, and I'm, but he says they're all going to be cross-gen. So I think Halo Infinite is going to be on Xbox Series X and PC, because it's not power, uh, the Xbox One isn't powerful enough. No. No. It's just not going to have any exclusives that are just on that console. Mm-hmm. Which, I, when I first thought of it, I was kind of disappointed. But then when I thought, like, in the long game, this is actually kind of smart. You think so? I mean, like, in terms of the cross-gen, yeah, sure. But, like, no first-party games? Like, are you, are you fucking broken inside? Like... Well, not everyone owns an Xbox, like, is not going to own a Series X and a top-of-the-line gaming computer. No, I get that. So if it's coming that. out on both those, it's still basically an exclusive, right? Well, I'm when I say exclusive, I mean exclusive to Xbox. Um, like Halo is exclusive to Xbox and all that, right? So these are or exclusive. Or was exclusive. Yeah. Um, it's but, not like Halo is going to be on uh, Switch or something. It just means like it could be on the PC. Where uh, when Halo, bef when it came out before, it was exclusively on the Xbox. Now it's on PC. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so when you said that there's no 
exclusive content for the next few years, you meant nothing exclusive to the f next gen consoles. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought you nothing. meant there's no exclusive exclusive games like a, a new Gears or a new Halo or whatever the fuck for the next couple years. No, they're okay. all still coming. It's just they probably won't just be on the Series X. It'll probably be on PC. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Because they're trying to push their PC platform a lot more too, right? Yeah. And mean, especially with the Game Pass that, Ultimate. Yeah, what they have on the PC is great. Like, I don't even... You don't even really need to use your Xbox anymore if you have a good yeah. PC. Well, yeah, this is all cross-platform. Cross why bother making a new fucking console then? Yeah, just, so here, yeah. I will read, uh, quickly go through this article, but basically, uh, Phil Spencer is saying, the games you should, uh, games you buy uh, should be yours to play no matter what console you play, within the Xbox family or beyond, with mobile devices, with the rise of xCloud next year, or PC. Hmm. So, you won't be forced into the next generation. We want every Xbox player to play all the new uh, games from Xbox Game Studios. That's why Xbox Game Studio titles will be released in the next couple of years, like Halo Infinite, will be available to play on play great on Xbox Series X and Xbox One. We won't force you to upgrade to Xbox Series X at launch to play our games. Okay, so Halo Infinite is going to be on Xbox One. I bet you it's going to be downgraded. It's going to be. It's going to look like ass. Yeah, yeah, and the but loading screen. Oh, go ahead, Rodney. I was going to say the loading screens on Xbox One are going to be are going to be horrendous. Yeah, yeah, not worth it. I hope like this is this is kind of in a good direction. I think like I I hate being forced into the the Upgrade next it. thing and the next thing like like my Switch. You know, like I'm I don't really have a lot of games for my Switch, but like I'm I like it and I'm comfortable with it. And then it's like they're already getting into kind of the Switch Two. Or like there's like whispers and stuff about it, and I'm like, uh, no, oh yeah, yeah. The, the 4K dock and all that. I still think yeah. uh, Nintendo might announce it sometime this year. They just have not done anything E3 related. Yeah, it's like I I think it's good. I hope Xbox doesn't get in in hot water for this, you know, because I think it's the right direction to go in. I do too. I, and Phil Spencer, no matter what he says, he always just sounds so suave with how he he phrases things. Like here, he's like. As a player, you are the center of our strategy. Our device is not the center of our strategy. Our game is not the center of the strategy. We want to enable you to play the games you want to play with your friends you want to play with or on any device, on any TV, on any Xbox, on any PC. It's going to be the best way to play console games. Preach it, Phil. Yeah. Well, he, could be, he could be a preacher, man. Like That was a sermon right there. <laughs> he was a... Uh, Jehovah's Witness came to came door to door, <laughs> door to door, door to door, door, to door selling door, Xbox, selling, selling Xbox. He's like your local vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh man, what if oh. that's like a like a like a initiation to get into Microsoft Office? You got to sell, sell like at least 10 fifteen, yeah, Xboxes door to door. Yeah, <laughs> you have a minute to talk about my Xbox. <laughs> Hello here, X uh, Xbox here, Phil Spencer. <laughs> gonna sell you some xboxes right at home oh and then it overheats and red rings and fucking explodes <laughs> yeah that'd be a funny sketch you know <laughs> like a like a an old vacuum salesman but selling xboxes this xbox yeah it won't bread out on you um oh i had a guy that i went to, to film school with he used to sell kirby vacuums and he's like we literally 
just sat on their their couch and just like threw the fucking vacuum across the the, <laughs> the room and it would just like it, and just like pull it back kind of nonchalantly and it would do a better job than most of their vacuums. It's like fucking lazy, dude. Shit. Wow. Anyways. Uh, okay, so that's good to hear, I guess, from Xbox. It still hasn't really persuaded me to buy an Xbox. Actually, I was talking to Mark yesterday, and he's like, I want to get whatever console, like, me and Will are getting. And I'm like, well, I'm not I'm not going to get an Xbox because there's no games on there that are worth my money. That's the thing. Like, I, I think Thursday the 23rd is going to make my will determine what I feel moving forward for the next Xbox. Yeah, totally. What about you, Cole? What are you feeling? I don't know. I, I'm, my computer actually kind of crapped out on me. My, not my, my laptop, but my, my, um, desktop. Yeah. So I've been thinking of keeping the shell and like rebuilding it. I, I have a couple buddies who were like, oh, we'll give you some, some tips and stuff on how to build a yeah. computer. You actually might be able to help me, Rodney. And I think I might go hard on my desktop. And if I do that, then I, I have the ultimate pass. I play a bunch of stuff on, on my computer. And, like, I would even be playing uh, COD, which is kind of the only thing on my computer. But I just don't have enough space or room or power. Like, I would even be playing Gears of War. So once I upgrade my computer, I don't really need an Xbox because I have it all yeah. on my that's kind of That's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, the only actual game that I would want to play is Halo Infinite and if it's available on PC then there's no point in me buying an Xbox. The the only thing I use my Xbox more for like it, it, it then play COD which I would do on my PC is like I I watch Netflix with my wife or Amazon whatever like that's just on my my Xbox yeah. one so I don't need to upgrade in order to do that I can just do it on what I have now. Yeah. That that's essentially what the Wii U became was a fucking Netflix machine. I brought it to my parents. My my Wii U just sits in my parents' house, so when I go over there, I can play Pikmin Three. Can you bring that back? And can you like lend it to me? Because like I'm, I've actually been trying to find a Wii U, and I can't find one. Um, you want to you want to borrow my Wii? Yeah, U? Yeah, I want to play some fucking OG Wii U games, man. Dude, have, I have... was going through my my Wii U games. I got some pretty dope Wii U games. Shit. Do you have? Um... What do you want? What do I, well, I still have my Wii U games. Like, I have uh, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD. Um, I got Wind Waker HD. I got Pikmin 3. I have uh, Mario Color Splash. I have Black Flag. Yeah. Um, I have um, Super Smash Brothers. Um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Going back to Pikmin 3. Pikmin 3 is such a good fucking game. I was trying to speed run that story mode. It's so challenging. And I think the, the fastest I ever did it was, like, uh, eight days or something, seven or eight days. Damn. Yeah. That's uh, that's friggin' super fast. I, I mean, I, I, I literally sat down and beat Pikmin one in one sitting, and I'm playing through. Pikmin two is like the absolute. Like, if you're gonna play Pikmin, Pikmin two is what I want from Pikmin. It is the best. There's a few mechanics from three that I like, but Pikmin two was where it's at. Yeah, everything they did everything right in that game. Yeah. Speaking of which, didn't uh, Miyamoto announce Pikmin Four like three, four years ago now? Uh, I don't know if he did, but I made a YouTube video on where the fuck is P like Pikmin Four. You gotta yeah. pull that shit out of the ground. I don't know if he announced it, but he said it was being it was in development. So uh, you know, I really hope Nintendo has some sort of like 
maybe uh, a Nintendo Direct within the next month or two that we can kind of feel like where they're going for this year. Yeah. Because um, last year they basically surrendered mm-hmm. and said they were focusing on this year to bring them back. Yeah, but yep. so far, what have they released this year other than Pokemon? Uh, Origami King? Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. That's about it. Yeah. But Cole, I want to play multiplayer Pikmin 3 with you. Like, that was the yes. best yeah, dude, fucking thing. I, that's the worst part about Pikmin is, like, they've had so many fun, interesting multiplayer ideas that unless you, like, have a sibling or a friend who comes over who's like, yeah, let's play Pikmin, you, it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, not the story mode, like, the challenge mode or whatever the fuck it was, like, they were, they were fucking hard. Like, you had to, you had to think about every single move. You had to make every single move count because you only got eight minutes to like collect all the fruit mm. and defeat all the enemies and bring their bodies back. It's like, oh my god, it was so challenging. And that's what I loved about it. It was like you had to. I I, I made I was prideful on it because it was multi managing and manage so many little Pikmin. And you like you, it got to the point where like you could literally only send six Pikmin at this job and it would just finish in time. It's like it, it, insane multitasking fucking skills you needed to do that shit. And that's that's what I really like about Pikmin personally. My problem with Pikmin 3 is that you were only collecting fruit. That was it. In in Pikmin 2, you were collecting uh, fruit. You were collecting treasure. You were like there were so many things that you could collect. The uh, the dungeons were great because they had all these different dungeons that you could go through to play. Like it, it was just I I liked Pikmin 3, but I was like fruit. Give me something more to collect than just fruit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, anyways, maybe next time we can talk about Pikmin. Uh, we got a super long cast here, so we should uh, yeah. wrap her up. Uh, yeah. So, hey guys, let us know what you guys thought about uh, Paper Mario if you've played it uh, or Ghost of Tsushima on our Discord. Uh, we got uh, one comment on there. One sec, let me pull that up. But yeah, it's uh, Paper Mario has been good uh, so far. Like, I think that what saved it for me is the overworld. If it was just focusing on the battles and all that kind of stuff i might have lost interest a while ago but um battles are kind of unnecessary so you know just worry about the overworld <laughs> for now um mm. but anyways uh, Sh- uh charlotte avery says uh that he's enjoying paper Mar- or she's enjo- enjoying paper mario i uh, was really scared at first but it ended up being really fun i can't put it down so kind of nice a different keep it going yeah let's keep it going uh anyways if you uh don't have this discord you can reach out to us on facebook or twitter Uh, We check those all the time, so uh, let us know what you guys think about those games, and we'll see you guys next week when, yeah, the Xbox thing will be in four days. Yeah. So uh, discuss Xbox. Xbox. If they let us down, I want them to come to my door and sell me an Xbox. All right, Uh, (laughs) let's uh, let's wrap it up. Okay, guys, thanks a lot. We'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. See you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.